Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Spencer, it is that time. It is that most important of moments. That's right. It's time to get into the nits and grits of this game, Ohio State and Michigan in Ann Arbor on Sunday. And I'll be honest with you. Um, my Michigan panic meter is, is, is set aside here. Okay. In this game, this is as concerned as I've gone into an Ohio state, Michigan matchup in recent years from the Ohio state side, right? Like I will give mission, Michigan, a hell of a lot of credit. They have, I think what they've done with their roster the last couple of years, I've gone in saying, okay, this isn't a pushover. This isn't an easy win. You got to respect Michigan again. And I think that's that's awesome. But this is the first time I've looked at this roster, and I think there are three legitimate deficits that you have compared to them that I think could really hurt you in this game and make this game really tough, not just to win, but honestly that you could slide behind and, and, and have to play catch-up for most of this game. Well, I think that's the biggest thing they have to avoid. Uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about the – the falling behind, not falling behind, but just the slow starts rather in, in first halves and first quarters of games for Ohio State, you can't do that in this game. Like you got to come out, whether you start with the ball, Michigan starts with the ball, get a stop and you got to score. Like you got to put, you got to, you got to put them behind the eight ball because I don't think Ohio State's offense is built for coming back. Like, yes, they've had, they put up a lot of points in second halves. And so maybe that that's dece- it's deceiving because you'd think like, oh, well, they could score a lot in the second half. So clearly they can come back from a deficit, but not against this team. Like you can't put yourself behind like that. I don't think they're built for that. So I think scoring early and sort of being able to keep pace with Michigan, whatever they do, keeping it within one score and coming out of the first half is going to be a big key for them. And I think you're right about the deficits because these are two, at least statistically, uh, good run defenses. Ohio State, I think, is like 18th. Uh, Michigan is top 10. They're eighth, I believe. Um, but this this run game is obviously different than ones that we've seen previously. And I think the last couple of weeks you saw that where they really leaned on the run game. I think they had 40-plus attempts in the la- each of the last two games, which are their two biggest games. Um, I, I, I do wonder about that a little bit, Nick, because he, like, am I a little bit worried about Michigan's run game? Yes, of course. But I also wonder, like, what does that say about J.J. McCarthy? Is that just like a they were just flexing like, oh, we don't need him and we were saving some stuff for the Ohio State game for him? Because I, th- I think he's a good quarterback. Do I think he's 
the Heisman candidate that people were making him out to be? No, like a, a lot of that was inflated by playing Colorado States and Youngstown States or whatever else, whoever the hell else they played. So I don't know that I buy that he's like incredible. I think he's a little reckless at times. And the fact that he hasn't necessarily thrown the ball a lot or been counted on to be put in tight spots a lot, that makes me feel a little bit better on the Ohio State side of things that if Ohio State can keep this game close and it's up to him to make a play that maybe Ohio State's defense can get one on. So I want to get to JJ in just one second here, but I think there's – I said a lot there. I'm sorry. No, no worries. No worries. (laughs) I think there's a perfect stat that encapsulates why you can't start slow against Michigan. Michigan has the eighth most points scored in the first half in all of college football this year at 21 points per game in the first half. Mm -hmm. In the first quarter, they're scoring 12 points per game. So more than half of their first-half production is coming in the first quarter. That is ninth. In college football, whereas Ohio State is averaging six points per game. That's half of what Michigan's averaging in the first quarter alone. And those numbers, by the way, are actually, and that's 56th in the country in first quarter scoring if you're Ohio State. And the reason why I throw a bunch of numbers at you is those numbers are inflated by the Michigan State win. So I, I just think this is one of those games where you really have to attack and be aggressive. And I think this is all honestly like, this, this feeds back into Kyle McCord and Ryan Day and this Ouroboros effect of who's holding whom back and Ryan Day's lack of like, this is who I am as a coach. And I think maybe that's why, I think that's maybe why Michigan's been able to steal, I don't want to steal, no, they won the last two games is because Jim Harbaugh has a definitive identity, right? They run the ball 56% of the time with a guy in JJ McCarthy who absolutely could have been the Heisman finalist this year. Right. And they just kind of pulled back. And I think there's some reasons for that. And we can talk to that in a minute. But like, I think Jim Harbaugh knows exactly who he is as a coach, exactly what he wants out of his team. And I think Ryan Day kind of gets lost in the wheel of possibilities because his team is so talented. He can try and find a million ways to win. That's not you this year. This year, you better damn well know who you are in this game and and what you're going to do against Michigan. Because if you don't, that's how all of a sudden they can get out to a 14 nothing lead in the first quarter alone. And you're and, and all of a sudden you have to say, well, sorry, Travion, we want to go to you, but but Ryan's gonna do what every young offensive-minded coach does in that scenario, which is we're gonna try and throw the ball 50 times, which is the situation you can't find yourself in this game because of your offensive line, because of their ability to generate pressure and their their defensive line, and because it's. I think it's an easier game if you can take Travion Henderson out of the the equation here and you put it on a Buka Stover, um, Carnell Tate, um, Maserati Marv. If I think that's what you want, if you're Michigan, you want Ohio State to yeah. feel the need to throw the ball as much as possible because I think I just think. Listen, it's simple math. It's easier to have to worry about just all the great receiving options you have and be able to forget a little bit about Travion Henderson. So I, I really think it, you, you have to start fast. You have to score first if you're Ohio State. And if they score first, you better damn well match it in that first quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what's interesting, too, about this matchup, and it's almost reminiscent of we spent a lot of time here in Cleveland talking about this this Brown Steelers matchup that played out this past weekend. I, I think it's a similar sort of outlook. Like, going into that game, we all said the Browns had to play – this, they had to beat the Steelers at their own game. And I think the same thing applies here. Like, I think the the key in this game for both teams, the, the idea 
the, the path to winning for both these teams is truly get your run game going and rely on your defense to get stops when you need it. And, and I think that's kind of how this season has played out for both these teams anyway. I mean, we saw that last week with Michigan. Their defense got the turnovers and the stops that it needed. Their run game was the, the star. I think when Ohio State has Travion Henderson doing what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, he looked really, really good last week against Minnesota. Like he's fully healthy. Like he can be an absolute threat. He's a Heisman candidate, I think, in his own right if he plays and stays healthy and he's out there on the field. So I, I think the philosophy to winning is very, very similar for these two teams. And it's it's forced the quarterback to make the plays. Like I, I think J.J. McCarthy is better than Kyle McCord. But I do think Ohio State's going to probably try to do the same thing. Like, okay, let's slow down their run game and make J.J. McCarthy, who hasn't really been tested much this season, be the guy to beat us. And I think Michigan's probably thinking the same thing. Let's try to see if Kyle McCord can beat us. But we'll we'll get to McCarthy again more. I do want to also add that I do think the biggest concern I have for Ohio State is their offensive line. It's been an issue all year. We know in this matchup, the being out physical on the line of scrimmage has been an issue for this team. And I worry about that. I also think, too, one key place that I think could determine – well, two two actually key places. Time of possession. Michigan has dominated time of possession this year. Mm-hmm. I think if you're Ohio State, you need a drive like uh, Maryland had. I think it was in the second quarter last week. It was like a 75-yard, like 17-play drive or something like that. You need drives like that that take like chunks of time off the clock to keep the ball out of Michigan's hands. I think that's a key. I also think third down is going to be a key in this game. I, you could probably say that about a lot of football games. But last week, Maryland held uh, Michigan without a third down conversion in the second half. They converted a couple fourth downs after that to keep drives kind of alive. But I think Ohio State's going to have to get off the field on third down. And it, I, I looked this up. Ohio State actually has a top 10 third down defense this year. And I think that carries some weight because you've played some better teams than Michigan has. Michigan has the 14th ranked third down defense. So two really good third down defenses as well. And I think that's going to be, you know, which team staying on the field longer, I think could be a a key element of who wins this one. I think the O-line concerns are fair. I do think in the run game, since Travion came back, I I think you've seen them play better. I don't know if that's because Travion Henderson is that dude or if they've just kind of progressed there. I think pass pro. I think pass pro is still the biggest concern here. And it if you had a different quarterback, it wouldn't be as this is this is again that catch 22 of you've got a you've got a, a quarterback that's an okay, fine enough quarterback with a lot of with a lot of potential, but he's not mobile. And then you've got an offensive line that probably is better in run run uh, run protection, run blocking than they are pass pro. And like oh, and then you've got a quarterback that's a little skittish. And I think I gotta tell you, I think there's a catch-22 on Michigan side of things too, because I think that identity is how they've been able to beat a lot of teams in uh the Big Ten. But don't don't forget, like last year, last year with the with Michigan, Ohio State dared JJ McCarthy to throw down the field, and then he did, and Michigan won. But so like but I do think last year the difference was that defense was susceptible to big plays. And like that was evident in that game fully that they just kept getting beat and it was like throwing it up. And it was like, there was a lot of plays where it was like 50, 50 ball and Ohio state just lost because the, because Michigan had some dudes in their secondary just blew the coverage. Like this year, this defense is playing a lot better. And I think that, that I think there is a lot of pressure on Jim Knowles as much as there's a lot of pressure on Ryan day to show up defensively in this game in particular. Because last year they didn't, I, and that was a big reason they lost. 
I would encourage everybody who is overly confident about Ohio State's defense through the air to to watch the the Notre Dame game. I, I know I know they didn't score a lot of points um, in in Notre Dame uh, in South Bend, but Notre Dame had some significant success, especially early in that game, throwing over the top. And I just think like I, I again I, I think it's just I think Ohio State's defense. If you can get them through the air, you're going to be able to get them through the ground. I don't think the reverse works. Like if you if you pound them on the ground, I don't think it automatically opens up more things down the field. And I think McCarthy is still that guy. And I think it comes down to health, really, with JJ. And if you feel he's healthy enough, I think you have to take a couple shots down the field if you're Michigan. Because if you if we just say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna line up and we're gonna run the hell out of the ball, which they should do. They're great, they're a great running team. They run 56% of the time, versus you lining up and running the, the ball. Your margin for error is nil. Okay. You really don't. I mean, you you just because both teams are playing the same style of ball, both teams trying to steal as much time as they possibly can, and that's going to keep the game close. The one opportunity on either side of this is to push the ball down the field. And I'll say this. Since that Notre Dame game, the safeties have not gotten any healthier. You've not gotten any more depth there. And it really, a lot of the corner, I think Ohio State's got a lot of future stars in their secondary, but right now it's Denzel Burke. Everybody else to me is, is good, not great. So that's a lot of pressure to put on one player, even with Michigan's Roman Wilson being out in this game. I I think, I think what Michigan tries to do through the year is really fascinating. I think I saw Raymond Wilson's going to play. I think I saw them reported that he said he'll be good to go. Now, how effective he'll be, I think, is another question. But, um, yeah, I, th- I mean, that's obviously a key element for their offense. But, um, yeah, th- that's fair. I also do subscribe, certainly, to the idea that teams get better generally as the season goes on. What Ohio State was back in, what was that, week four they played Notre Dame, is not necessarily the same as they are now. They've been a little bit more tested at this point. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, we all know Michigan's the the true test. And maybe I'm, you know, completely blind to this and 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 not seeing the forest through the trees in terms of they're still susceptible to some bigger plays over the top. But we haven't seen it this year. And I think that's the difference is like last year it was a constant. You could have been playing Rutgers, Maryland, Michigan State, like they would still hit for some big plays every now and then. And you'd be like, oh, that's a concern this year. I think they've limited those and even those some of those other minor matchups or lesser matchups. So it, may, it gives me a little bit more confidence, but you're right. Like McCarthy put it on tape last year. He can do that if you, if he needs to. Um, but I still think um, I, I, I'm more worried about the Michigan run game and then just kind of trying to bully you up front that I am. I am a JJ McCarthy. Well, and here's what I'll tell you. I, I think when it comes down to the run game, part of things where you're talking about, I would, if you really want to see what you think of this run game, go back and see Penn state in the middle of that game. Go back and see Rutgers early in that game where Manungai just was really able to carve you up. I I do think like yeah. there were points where you struggled with teams with who had a specific Big Ten physical style on the ground. And Michigan is the mother of all those teams. And so I I, I think here's the thing. James Franklin does not know who he is. So he is he is likely to go away from the run, which he did. I mean, that was the dumbest thing you could have done in a very close game. And the second that Ohio State started scoring, um, James Franklin kind of panicked. 
Um, even Greg Schiano, I mean, I, I think he kept trying to run and Ohio State just kind of toughened up against it. But like there were some moments where he could have just kept running Manungai or, or throw Wimsett in there just a little bit more. That's not what Michigan's going to do. And I think I think this is a great opportunity for Jim Knowles' defense to prove that it can stop on all, fe- all three phases of, of the defense. And I, I think it's – meaning, can you rush the passer? Can you stop the pass? And can you stop the run? And yeah. I, I think – I think this is a really great defense for Ohio State, but I think this is a defining moment for this year's defense, how great they can truly be. Because I do think Michigan can out-physical you, and that's not where you want to be. And I think Michigan can out-air you if they need to as well. Or Sorry, they can attempt to out-air you if if they need be. And so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and say this. Like, this is as unconfident that's not how we talk um this is the most confidence i've lacked in the ohio state side of things since probably the lloyd carr era you know like where where it really felt like it was a toss-up on any given game so we do have more to get to with this game when we come back we're going to get into our michigan panic meter i think we should just do full-out predictions and then of course we'll have four uh fourth and short as well Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to make you do it. We're gonna no, hold I, I, I'm out of the prediction game. I'm, I've, nope. I've, I've retired for a, nope. a little this while. Is your time. This is your time to make up for any crow that you've eaten oh, this year. Man. But first, a word from our sponsors. 